DDP and Brad Tavares. Now, on the broadcast, it sounded like they were saying Drakus. But I he agree. said Drakus. And we have been saying Drakus. Yeah. So we're right. Go us. And That's I'm right. going to blame gonna... Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan are wrong. And I'm strictly going to blame it on DC. <laughs> As many things should be. <laughs> Can I say something about DC? Yeah, of course. It's your fucking I was podcast. Never the biggest fan of his fighting. Mm-hmm. I, the the heavyweight championship that he beat Stipe, I thought that was a bullshit eye poke. Speaking of eye pokes, <laughs> um, Stipe beat the fuck out of him two extra times. DC was embarrassed by John Jones on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And I really don't love his commentary. Having said that, I do think if I met him in person, I really would like him. You know, I think they drink a lot on a lot of the shows that they record for ESPN, the post fights, the, the pre fight weigh in shows, stuff like, like that. Like alcohol? Yeah. Okay. And they, they, they play drinking games. So it's not like I'm confused on that. Uh, but the uh, more drunk he gets, <laughs> the worse and worse it is. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, I don't listen to his ESPN show with Ryan Clark. I don't either. I'm not particularly interested. I would rather listen to this show. So. Yes, as well, and you know what? You should. Yep. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to say Drickus correctly besides us and him. That's right. Hey, you know why I love hey. MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together. Yes. Let's get back to It's me. It's you. I'm here. You're here. Well, yes. hey there. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. Hello. Uh, the Fellowship, you're welcome. Glad you're here. Speaking of the Fellowship, where are you at on this new Lord of the Rings Amazon show? You know, I've only seen the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the second trailer dropped and that it looked okay. I think like a teaser for the trailer dropped. I think the trailer comes out this weekend or next weekend or something. Yeah. Um, personally, I th- I like the idea. I'm okay with expanding the canon, but don't modify the canon. And from what I've heard, there's some testiness on the modification of the hmm. original material. What are they? What original material are they pulling from? Uh, what's the the Salamarian Salamanderian Silmarian <laughs> Silmarillion? So, so, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not read that, so and, I couldn't. And a bunch of his notes, uh, J.R.R. Okay. Tolkien's okay. notes that were previously unpublished. The uh, IMDb summary says epic drama set thousands of years before the events of the hobbit and the lord of the rings um follows an ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long feared reemergence of evil to middle earth yeah i have not read this silmarillion um Mm -hmm. i bought it for like 99 cents on my kindle and i have never even opened it but (laughs) hey I, you know what? 
I read The Hobbit. And then I read the first hundred pages of The Lord of the Rings and The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh-huh. And I was tired of reading poet poems about Hobbit food. Yeah, or we're going to so, sing in the woods for 19 pages. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, it's rough. I was it, done. It, I'm not as high on The Lord of the Rings as many other book readers are. Um, and I'll just hey, leave it at that. But... I am high on Lord of the Rings when it comes to cinema. Okay. So, hey, you know, if I if I came across like a really dope replica or a film prop, I wouldn't say no to a Lord of the Rings thing in my possession. No, and I, I respect its place in like fantasy storytelling, right? Sure. Yeah, Comic-Con's coming up, right? So mm-hmm. it's going to be going to be a big thing there. But man, I kind of want to watch Lord of the Rings now. Damn it! Why? I, I watched you... the Fellowship not long ago. Um, I have read all three books. I I recently read The Hobbit actually last summer. Um, mm-hmm. And watched the first of the three movies, and I just kind of thought, oh, I don't know if I can sit through two more of these. <laughs> so, Peter Jackson, man, he has a a filmography that is interesting to me mm-hmm. i i'm a fan and like here's the thing and i'm gonna i'm gonna go was it king kong that he did yeah he did king yeah. kong wasn't bad i thought jack black was good in it uh, uh i think he played the monkey and the <laughs> lord of the rings trilogy of course hobbit man whatever uh that he did that weird planet one where like everyone lives in a big giant truck city or some shit. Not familiar. Is that called uh, Mortal Engines? Yes. I okay. uh, never saw it. It just looked like garbage to me, so I never saw it. Sure. But The Frighteners was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Okay. And by younger, I think that shit came out in like 2000 and maybe, maybe 99. But damn that's a good movie and he deserves all the credit in the world for that flick (laughs) but it actually the frighteners funnily enough uh was a movie that new line produced to test him after his previous movie um beautiful figures or some shit i don't remember what it's called Mm -hmm. beautiful creatures um but they were he pitched them lord of the rings and they were like we believe that you could probably do this but you got to prove it first so they gave him a bigger budget gave him a big star michael j fox uh mm-hmm. and asked him to impress them with the visual effects because okay. that was what they needed to see in order to believe that he could do lord of the rings and man nailed it and you can see little tastes of lord of the rings in the frighteners it's pretty okay. fun. Interesting. Definitely, definitely see a Peter Jackson meets Sam Raimi style. Let me ask you this. If James Cameron didn't exist, would would uh <laughs> what Peter Jackson P- Peter Jackson be a much bigger deal? Thank you. I was like, I had this all queued up and I'm like, wait, what is his fucking name? Um, well, if Peter Jackson trains <laughs> at City Kickboxing in New Zealand. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> then, 
<laughs> he would he would beat the shit out of James Cameron. Anyway. Yeah, you know what to- though? James Cameron's filmography is pretty unassailable, at least if you're Peter Jackson. So Yeah. But I see what you're saying. They both kind of push the limits of what you can do on in movies. Uh I won't say on film because I mean special effects isn't mm-hmm. necessarily done on film anymore right but i mean james cameron right so people think of james cameron they think titanic and avatar but i i think terminator terminator aliens demolition the abyss, man the, the other two terminators um true lies oh true lies is so fucking good <laughs> um obviously I avatar i don't i don't know torok first flight that's not my thing but the scene um, in True Lies where they're recording their terrorism videotape and the battery dies and like on the camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> and he's terrified to tell the terrorism leader that the battery is dead because <laughs> he's so angry at killing everyone. <laughs> Isn't there a pretty gnarly sex scene in True Lies? Uh, I don't think so, but Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis does a, a striptease. Maybe that's what I'm thinking pretty. of pretty intense i'm told yeah okay uh yeah well Uh, these have been our thoughts on peter jackson and uh, james cameron (laughs) which is definitely why you come here um yeah that is exactly why people tune into the pretty that's right how are you how are you enjoying your liquid death experience we're about to find out together all right what what do we get is that barry it is i decided on the barry it alive uh I'm gonna. I got to do this. Hold on. Let me adjust the mic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Whoa! I like how it smells. Okay. That's not bad. Right. Okay. I definitely get that agave nectar flavor. Nice. This isn't bad. You know what? I would put this near the top of my sparkling waters lists. Gladly. And I mean, I'm here in Austin where everybody drinks uh, what the Topa Chico, like it's like mm. it's running out of style. Okay. So in Austin, if you don't have a Topa Chico in your hand while you're walking down South Congress, a cowboy will ride up and shoot you in the face with his six shooter. It's a Texas law. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Liquid Death, I think, would be a hard second for it. And you know what? I appreciate their whole death to plastic concept okay and that's why they have the aluminum cans is that's mm-hmm. where the liquid death comes well they from. they didn't invent aluminum cans <laughs> you did also that's true also i'm pretty sure the liquid death is so you can murder your thirst oh that's true yeah that is the other part of they should time. absolutely sponsor this show yeah liquid death in fact we will do an ad just in exchange for several cases of product yep a hundred percent i'll reach out liquid death if you're listening (laughs) 
come on the pretty neat i podcast. also would like to have a shirt i would actually like a shirt too come on the liquid come on the liquid death podcast brought that's to you right. by the pretty neats that's right uh nah go to the mailbag click it get get in touch with us and uh Props to all the folks that reached out to us in the mailbag prior to UFC 276. Some fun picks in there. We did defeat everyone with yeah. our picks. We had a pretty solid UFC 276 PNP picks. And that should take us to the re-recap. You're free to sway along side to side with us at home. When that, when that jingle plays, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start with UFC 276? I guess the top of the show. Yeah. Right? It honestly, so I was thinking about this about an hour ago, and uh inside baseball, we attempted to record the other day, had some technical issues, so here we are. Um I was originally gonna come in with a whole like 276 turned out to kind of be a letdown. But I think really the the letdown was just Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz. Yeah. And that, man, just talk about a, a just a kick in the balls as a fan. Um, mm-hmm. but, but especially though, sorry to cut you off, when no. Pedro is winning in round one on two. No, cards, no. He, he was. That's, but they can Stan, say that. They were wrong. But Sean Judges was are clear, fucking morons. I think Sean was in control. I think Sean, especially in the second round, as shit was progressing, looked even better. If you would want to say, you know what? Okay, I don't want to get say too far ahead of everything else. No, no, no. I know. Not you, but like <laughs> the, the people keeping score. If they want to make the argument that Pedro was winning, you could, I suppose, mount it on he did not let Sean do exactly what Sean wanted to do. Yeah. Right away. But I hate that argument because... It's like, okay, so he's he's just doing a little better than you thought he was going to. That doesn't mean he's winning. <laughs> and that bothers me. We see that with MMA judges. It feels like all the fucking time, and it drives me crazy. So having said that, let's, let's not jump into that yet, because I, I do think we need to do justice to some of these fights before then. I thought Yulia Stuliarenko looked fantastic against Jessica Rose Clark. And yeah. that she ruined Rose Clark's elbow. That was so aggressive. Oh, oh my gosh. Vicious. Like elbows are, are supposed to bend in that direction, just the other way. Right. Yeah. It was backwards, um, man. It was absolutely backwards. That's fucking illegal. Ooh. That was horrific enough. How cool would it be to have an elbow that could go both ways? That would be pretty dope. Yeah. Especially if you were a fencer. Ooh. Oh my, my my when you uh what is that called? Well, not when you parry, is it when you parry or you yeah. attack? Because mm-hmm. your no, elbow would parry to parry to per parry is like you're like Yeah, you using like, the force of their swing against them. Yes, just yeah. like in boxing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So either way, when you do a, a lunge, when you do a lunge in <laughs> Your elbow would go down and it would point like eight inches south of where it's supposed to go. Yeah. That'd be fucking terrifying. It would. It would also give you a serious advantage if someone tried to attack you from behind and you had a weapon in that hand. Yeah. Yeah. That that shit looked like it hurt. 
Uh, yeah, I bet it did. Um, I thought Rose Clark was a good sport about it, but, and mm-hmm. I, I really didn't like what Solia Renko said, whereas like, if I get you in that sub, I'm, I'm breaking your arm. Like, I, I don't love that. And I think if she was a man, we'd come down harder on her for it, but. Mm-hmm. Cause there is every, everybody has acknowledged that they're not just pulling as hard as they fucking can. It's like you pull until you feel the tap, but that means you're not trying to break their arm. Like Right. You understand the amount of pressure. Right. You know, you've rolled. I've rolled playfully enough to understand that. Well, and it's so if you've ever if you've ever had someone who like a purple belt or a brown belt mm-hmm. or a black belt, for that matter, get you in an arm bar. It is so terrifying because you realize there is nothing you can do. There's other than the fact that they're going to respect when you tap, hopefully, Um yeah, your your arm is is getting separated, and people think it's just the elbow. But if they pulled hard enough, it could be elbow and shoulder. Yeah, oh, and yeah. even wrist. They can really fuck you up. So yeah. this is not a, this is a do not try this at home. Saying it right no. now. Saying it right now. But yeah, the good doctor mm-hmm. who is a doctor of who very much so anatomy. Yeah, uh, has identified in when we box and you know fuck around uh as a as a youth that you only need about 16 to 30 pounds of pressure to yes. break an elbow correct so we at a at one moment i recall us uh bowling and uh mm. we were like yeah so i brought it up and it was like so if i put my arm on the table and you drop a 16 pound bowling ball in the back of my elbow it will break my elbow bye bye elbow like, absolutely yeah and it doesn't seem like only the fucking a bowling ball would do that, but fuck. It depends man. on how high I yeah. it was, but even if it was just a couple of inches, it's going to hurt. Yeah. As long yeah. as it has enough of the momentum from its weight. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck. I hope that she recovers because I want to watch her fight again. And yeah. I want to see Jalugia fight yeah. some more too. It's cool. Yeah. We need more good women bantamweights. I 100% align with you speaking of do you want to kayla does not fight at bantamweight or she does no she doesn't make it down that far what she fights at lightweight is that um yeah i think she could go to featherweight featherweight is what i'm thinking sorry Mm -hmm. um do you want to talk about how much she made for pfl is this more of a dumb thing it is. Let's I save think, it. Let's, let's save, save that it. for the dome. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Macy Barber and Jessica I. Thoughts? Hey, hey Jessica I. Mm-hmm. You're going to kick ass in the WWE. Is that where she's going? That's the rumor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the little fart at the end. I like the, the <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> yeah shaniqua she's fucking awesome neighbor shout out (laughs) anyway jessica uh she lost that fight Mm -hmm. macy barber looked great yes uh not hard to tell if that was more about jessica or more about macy barber but we'll find out it was uh you know roxanne beat macy and Mm -hmm. uh i would pick Roxanne over Jessica if they were to be fighting anytime soon although Roxanne did lose her grappling match this past weekend on UFC fight pass Hmm. and but uh from what I heard it was very close I didn't have the chance to watch it unfortunately 
Okay. Anyway. Yeah, Uriah Hall, Andre mm-hmm. Muniz. What did well, you think? Well, at least Uriah didn't get submitted. <laughs> 100% agree with you there. That's all I really think about that. I don't think Andre Muniz is really a, a discussion starter at middleweight. No. Um, he's, oh no, he's 10th. Oh, wow. He's, move, he's moving up the rankings, that's for sure. Maybe he could jump in and take Darren Till's spot because Till just got dropped from the, the upcoming London card uh somebody's already stepped in well they should make it andre muniz okay uh wait was it andre i don't muniz? i don't know. <laughs> i'll have to look uh let's see into the prelims we go ddp as i call him now and uh brad tavares <laughs> ddp and brad tavares now, on the broadcast it sounded like they were saying dracus but I he agree. said Drickus. And we have been saying Drickus. Yeah. So we're right. Go us. And That's I'm right. going to blame it. Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan are wrong. And I'm strictly going to blame it on DC. As <laughs> many things should be. <laughs> Can I say something about DC? Yeah, of course. It's your fucking I was podcast. Never the biggest fan of his fighting. Mm-hmm. I. The the heavyweight championship that he beat Stipe, I thought that was a bullshit eye poke. Speaking of eye pokes, um, <laughs> Stipe beat the fuck out of him two extra times. DC was embarrassed by John Jones on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And I really don't love his commentary. Having said that, I do think if I met him in person, I really would like him. You know, I think they drink a lot on a lot of the shows that they record for ESPN, the post fights, the, the pre fight weigh in shows, stuff like, like that. alcohol. Yeah. Okay. And they, they, they play drinking games. So it's not like I'm confused on that, uh, but the uh, more drunk he gets, <laughs> the worse and worse it is. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, I don't listen to his ESPN show with Ryan Clark. I don't either. I'm not particularly interested. I would rather listen to this show. So. Yes, as well, and you know what, you should. Yep, yeah, because nobody else is going to say Drickus correctly besides us and him. That's right. Dan's now great. we also he picked won him, so a narrow unanimous decision. He hits fucking hard. Yes, he does. Um, but anytime a guy hits that hard, but the other guy just takes it, is like, is he really hitting that hard, or does it? He hits dense. His punches are dense and heavy. Yes. He he pulls that torque from his hips like yeah. Alex Pajeda does. Oh, we'll get and, to him. And uh Brad, I I mean, he's tough as shit. Mm-hmm. And he also hits really fucking hard. Yes. Uh so that was a banger. So I look forward Drickus to either of them fighting. Is 73 inches tall? Yes. So that's what? Six one? Six one. Mm-hmm. 203 is what the UFC's web, uh, website lists his weight. Could he make light heavyweight? Uh, naturally? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, he Just fights the, middle, but... The weight cut of the other guys mean yeah. they're that much bigger than him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Someone who has a successful weight cut to welterweight is Ian Getty. Yeah. Uh, as well as Gabe Green, who's kind of got that Ian short Gary stalker. Ian Gary is big. 
fuck right yeah not somebody i want to piss off in the streets should he be ranked he is not ranked but should he be uh i'm gonna say no okay but i think that it might be his time for a 11 to 15 Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah give it to who's in that mix do you have the rankings up i do kieza this is 11 to 15 kieza magni neil jingling and michelle perea of those i like neil magni sure and i think michael kiesa should fight up i agree i think kiesa is really the only one that presents <laughs> trouble for him maybe michelle but might be a little bit too much for him right now yeah, yeah. that actually might be really exciting though could be mm-hmm. do you think he's the new conor mcgregor no do you think he ever will be no awesome why would anyone say that because they're both if he wasn't from ireland no one would say that well he says it yeah but he's saying it because the the fact that he says it shows how big of a deal conor mcgregor is right it does yeah well i'll try his whiskey connor's (laughs) or ian gary's ian gary yeah sure do you remember that time we went to dublin yeah (laughs) i do well no i don't but i've seen the pictures (laughs) yeah yeah my favorite's the one of being duct taped to the eiffel tower the next morning and not understanding how subways worked (laughs) turns out french duct tape is quite a bit stronger than american duct tape a hundred percent true welterweight still Mm -hmm. jim miller donald cerrone uh, we knew you so well, Donald. But in our picks last week, I said Jim Miller's going to finish him mm-hmm. and he's going to retire after that. And he did. So if you place that prop bet, congratulations. That's pretty neat. Hope you stick around to the pretty neat podcast because that shit panned out. Yeah, it did. That's that's true. Um, I'm glad he's done. I'm glad he's done. Yeah, me well, as as I have been very clear, he is not near the top of my favorite fighters. Um (laughs) I thought it was cool how he was honest. He was like, I don't, I don't love it anymore. I don't want to go through the preparation. He's been in a cage a lot of times and Mm Um, and you've talked about how that's the the moment is you don't love it anymore get out yeah you know don't damage your body well there's no way he hasn't taken irreversible damage but that's that's (laughs) whether he had fought this last fight or not right it's true although his claims uh his call out that hollywood is his next victim uh good luck with that donald i don't think so Probably not. Nope. What did you think of Jalen the Tarantula Turner submitting Brad Riddell in round one? So so kind of the other way around here, this is a guy who could make some real noise at lightweight. Mm-hmm. I think because he is so big right? and long, he presents a really interesting challenge for a lot of lightweight guys. Mm-hmm. And he was rocking Brad with his striking Oh, he dominated. He dominated. Well, I mean, the fight was only, what, 45 seconds, but he dominated. Fantastic. 
It was great. Another uh, almost everyone that sent in picks to the mailbag picked Jalen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> props to them. We all we all pretty much did. Yeah. Um, but Brad had a really good shot at this, and like we've been sucking city kickboxing's dirty dicks for the last week. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know what? About time that they got some BBC of their own. So way to go, Jalen <laughs> Turner. Fucking loved it. Great performance. Another pick of ours that went very smoothly and took us into the main card. So Jalen finds himself now 14th at lightweight. He, he does. What do you like for him next at lightweight? Because I think I, you're right. He poses questions. I have no idea. No? Nothing jumps out of the rankings? I mean, it's real hard when you look at the top seven, eight lightweights. To, who, to, who lost recently? Um, I mean, if you, Tony, forgive him, Tony Ferguson. Sounds good to me. Okay. Let's make that shit happen. Jalen Turner, Tony Ferguson. Jalen Turner, somewhere... <laughs> somewhere in Southern California is where he hails from. If I'm not mistaken, I think you're right. Um, it says Los Angeles on his fighter bio, but I, I feel like it is actually further South than that. Um, yeah. Is he chain with Sam? I don't think so. I don't think quite that. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you do with him next, but. Hey, there's, a, I'm excited for whatever they fucking do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's the best tarantula I've seen since the one that Daniel Stern got on his face in the movie Home Alone. I don't like tarantulas. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Lawler and oh, no, what am I talking about? What am I fucking doing? The pay-per-view, man, kick us off because Sugar Sean is your sweetness. I mean, I think we all know. I think we all know what happened. (laughs) Do we? Do we We have seen way worse eye pokes not stop a fight. And I'm not talking where I'm talking all the way up to that first knuckle into an eye and they don't stop it. And Pedro started saying i can't see i can't see early you think so yes and you mentioned the other day on the the audio that will never be heard that he does have a scratched cornea or maybe ryan said it yeah he does here's the thing though i don't know a lot about eyes but i have had glasses since i was in second grade i've been to a lot of eye doctors and I've had a lot of eye appointments, right? To get my prescription checked, et cetera. You have to. I would imagine most fighters, maybe not most, but in a not, let me be, let me enunciate better. A not insignificant percentage of UFC fighters probably leave the cage with some sort of cornea or retinal scratch or abrasion or contusion. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. It's not irrational to say. So he okay, you have a scratched cornea. Sure. Sean O'Malley doesn't does Sean? I don't know. I don't know. He Maybe should, he, he should go. Uh Sean does not have excessively long fingernails. It the the replays, the slow motion, the the one where you can see Pedro face on. I don't mm-hmm. think they're that forgiving for Pedro. Um 
I think he, you can say two judges had him ahead after round one. I think he knew where it was going to go. I think Sean, we all think, and and I don't want to speak for you, but Sean was going to find <laughs> an opening and he was going to use that opening to knock out Pedro Munoz. That's what was going to happen. And I think Pedro knew that. I'm inclined to agree with you on the latter part of what you said, for sure. I, okay. I think that, that Sean was going to find an opening. I think he was starting to. I think Pedro freaked a little bit myself. And I mean, his, his, he had to get uh, muscle relaxants to let his eye open because it was forcing itself shut. They say. They say. <laughs> uh, so, hey, do they run it back? What do you want to? What do you want to do? Tell me a lot about Pedro. Um, yeah, and he's you. I mean, he's a vet. He's only lost to champions or former champions. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy who gives up. So I'll give him benefit of the doubt that he panicked. Uh, maybe not necessarily that he just said this is the only way that I get out of this without an L. Uh, I don't think they should run it back. I just. I don't know I, if I, I care. I suppose I don't see what the point would be. Sean, I think, I don't, I don't, maybe you give him Rob Font. I would like to see him face the loser of Cruz Vera. Okay. Because he needs to get that win back from Vera. Yeah. And I want to see his footwork fight Cruz's footwork. And they both run their mouths. The build-up yeah. to a Cruz mm-hmm. Sugar Sean fight would be great. I actually sure. think that that fight is his easiest fight. I think Vera would be a nightmare for him. I think okay. he would have fun with Cruz. Okay. I think it would be a fun target practice for him. Hopefully, we get some version of that in December because we probably won't see Sean again until then. But yep, yep, and Pedro won't see anyone ever again. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Wow, that was a terrible. I've I've never had a significant eye injury. It's hard for me to think that something like that would cause his eye to force itself shut. Um I don't know. I've only ever had one black eye and it really didn't do much. That sounds like a version of <clears throat> I need to make this sound worse than it is. <laughs> Cuz we're not the only ones saying it. Nope. A lot of people in the sports community, in the MMA community, are rallying behind Pedro. Sure. The more of the fan communities rallying behind Sean. Well, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. I, I Although I would imagine like the real MMA purists are probably rallying behind Pedro. And if you think about it, that's because if Pedro took a, a, a you know, <laughs> he didn't take a dive, but if, if Pedro sort of bowed out of that, that really is a, a bad look for MMA as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, and if he's getting, and I'm not saying he will be, he's getting indicted into the hall of fame in 10 years. Is he going to admit <laughs> that he, no, of course not. Didn't get poked in the eye <laughs> like Daniel Cormier in the fucking towel. Did you heard about that? Right. That he uh, no. he admitted holding the towel in his fight with Rumble Johnson uh-huh. when he gave his speech. I heard something about that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much confessed. T- to what? To cheating. 
that he's like, he's like, I remember we were in the back and my coach said, you remember that old trick? And I said, yeah. And then oh. he did it. And there was no rule in the, is that, that really, com- if there's no rule, it's not cheating. Correct. Yeah. There is no it- rule in the commission about touching the towel. So he's not going to get in any trouble, but yeah, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, I have a, I had a thought and it completely lost it completely. Oh, the advanced stats on this fight, Munoz O'Malley, are very, very interesting. Tell me more. At least according to the ESPN website. Let me, while I start to talk about this, let me cross-check this with the UFC uh, stats. So, okay. So, Pedro Munoz landed 26 of 41 total strikes, and they are also saying 26 of those 41 are significant strikes. Sean O'Malley went 25 for 47, and they said that that same ratio was significant. I, so I think the significant strikes number is probably wrong. Mm-hmm. But here's what doesn't appear to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Munoz went 0 for 9 with head strikes. Sean went 14 for 30, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Munoz A lot of Pedro's went, was kicks. Well, Munoz went 0 for 2 to the body. Sean went 8 for 14. Sean went 3 for 3 with Pedro's legs. Pedro went 26 for 30. So all of his strikes were to Sean's legs. <laughs> that I, I would, and I'm not going to do the research because that would take for fucking ever. That might be a record, right? Uh, how many, well, at least where the only strikes landed were leg strikes. How many times could that have happened? Yeah. In two and a half rounds. Not Two? even, yeah, just a little over, I guess. Right? That's pretty nuts. Yeah. That, that, if that isn't a record, that has to be a record. There cannot possibly be another UFC fight where for eight minutes and nine seconds, one fighter's only landed strikes are leg kicks. But, and I don't remember any of them being particularly vicious either. I don't either. If anything, I remember Sean's being vicious well he only had three so they probably stand out that's probably what it is Uh, well fuck and maybe you know what that's probably why i don't want to watch another fight is it was basically watching sean box and pedro kick his legs because he couldn't do anything else right makes sense he couldn't reach yeah Mm -hmm. couldn't close the distance he Maybe really, he respected it too much. <laughs> he respected Sean's distance way too much, bro. He really. So speaking did. of landed strikes, <laughs> yeah, Brian Barberina and Robbie Lawler. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun kind of slugfest. It was, which we knew it was going to be. Yeah, uh, another one that that uh, you and uh, Ryan had differing opinions on. You had you had called for Lawler in this one. We uh, did I pick Lawler or did I just say I wanted him to win? I believe you said you wanted him. Yeah, to win. I'm pretty sure I said I wanted him to win. Similar to Brad Riddell, I did not necessarily pick Brad Riddell. I just wanted him to win because the city kickboxing. I just like Robbie Lawler. There oh, for is sure. uh, the the uh, engine has started again on Robbie Lawler, Jake Paul. I don't know if you heard that, um, but I, I have. What um, <laughs> af- after that? I don't think Lawler should get in a boxing ring with Jake Paul. Oh, come on. I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. 
No, Ooh, got some bids on eBay for some of the cards oh, okay. I listed. That reminds me, I have to send you some cards. I hope they're Michael Chandler shorts. <laughs> Robbie Lawler, Jake some of Donald Cerrone's. No thanks. Is uh, <laughs> is it Chael? Oh, Chael Sonnen said that Robbie Lawler should fight him. That's all. Um. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like Barbarena. I think sure. uh, that he's going. It sounds weird. It was almost a passing of the guard. I feel like Barbarena is sort of going to take Lawler's spot as a gatekeeper. Uh, he just okay. gets hit too much. Uh, his, yeah. And but he's so fucking fun to watch. I'll sure. watch him at welterweight all day. Yep. Um, his volume was impressive. Yep. But he's uh, him and Ian Gary. Not a thing yet. I don't think Ian Gary's ready to fight Brian Barbarena. That's an interesting stylistic matchup. Might be. It might be. But fuck that. Okay, maybe that should be a fight. <laughs> uh, then we move in to the people's co-main. Yeah. Sean Strickland. Acquaintance of the show, Sean Strickland. Yeah. And Alex, One degree of separation. <laughs> and Alex Pajeda. Yep. Uh, this ended how we called it as well. Almost spot on, except... No. Didn't, we were calling the head call kick. It, yeah, head kick. Yeah, we were calling head kick over and over again. Holy shit, man! What did you think? So last week I pointed out that Pajeda was not ranked in the top fifteen at middleweight, but that mm-hmm. in all actuality we know he's one of the fifteen best middleweights in the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he showed that in fantastic fashion. A hundred percent. He is now ranked sixth, the one ahead of Sean Strickland. I think that's probably right. I think he absolutely eviscerates Paulo Costa, Derek Brunson, or Jared Cannonier. I'd like to see him fight Marvin Vittoria, Robert Whitaker. And mm-hmm. I, I we're gonna see him fight Stylebender. That's we know that's going to happen. Um, yep. and I'm interested to see what happens there too. Mm-hmm. Um Perea just looks like a guy that you really like super don't want to fuck with. Yeah. Um, and he had a tough life. He looks like a fucking Street Fighter character. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I mean, like, he was a, he was playing soccer, but didn't like it, got into fights, started working at age 12 in a factory. Uh, and uh, didn't start doing kickboxing and MMA until his 20s gnarly man and not to mention a lot of people don't know this or may not know this he did his first mma fight before he did his first kickboxing fight i did not know that yeah he only did one or two i think which he won by knockout dramatically uh but then he went into kickboxing because it was just more lucrative where he was okay at that so time it, yeah. it would seem mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong that the the What's the word I'm looking for? The way to beat him, the path to victory, mm-hmm. as silly as that sounds, is probably to try to wrestle him. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're Stabender, and, and I'll get to that. Um, I don't know who can do it at middleweight. Jack Hermanson is is 
a grappler, right? Um, sure. Andre Muniz, that'd be super interesting just from a, can he get a hold of him? Because if he does, it's over. But if he can't, then it's also over. I want to um, see uh, Muniz and Sean Strickland fight. Okay. Okay. That's what um, I want. Sean Strickland, I don't know what his wrestling pedigree is, but he did not look bigger than Alex Pajeda. Alex Pajeda is a terrifying specimen. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> yes, he is. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you um, hear he was 220 when he got in the cage? I'm not surprised. Yep. 219. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's nuts. He's like Pajeda or Strickland? Pajeda. What was Strickland? Uh, he was probably closer to 208. Okay. But I mean, just that. That, that. It's just I water. mean, good Lord. Fuck. Looking at Pajeda, what percent body fat is he? <sighs> is it a percent? I don't know. But if it is, it's not even butter. He does not even body fat. He has margarine no. there. Yeah um he has some cool tattoos as well Mm -hmm. uh he just yeah he looks like a fucking street fighter character um do they fight in december probably end of the year card yeah um that makes sense here's not dom dome hot take but think about this is it best for the ufc going into 2023 if stylebender loses i don't know that's a good question so, like, here's the comparison I could draw, right? Um, some people... I'm going to say people, yes. The, okay. Some people who say this... Some people say this about other sports. They are wrong, both in their opinion and statist- like in a measurable <laughs> statistical sense. I'm, and I'm being serious. Yeah. They'll say it's bad for baseball when the Yankees win. It's bad for football, like consistently win. It's bad for football when the Patriots were were on top of the world for 15 years. It's bad for basketball when the Lakers or the Celtics are winning. The thing is, it's actually not because those teams have such massive fan bases mm-hmm. that it turns out that people literally won't watch the finals a lot of times if it's not one of those big teams. Yeah. Um, or and the, a lot the of people want to watch them lose too. So and a lot of people tune in to watch them lose. Now, MMA doesn't work that way, right? Um it I don't doesn't. think anyone's checking in. To, a lot of people watch Floyd Mayweather to see him lose, though it never happened, but they they mm-hmm. tuned in just to see if it would. Stylebender is not at a Floyd Mayweather level yet, but from a narrative standpoint, if Pajeda can beat him and then you get the Stylebender, like maybe he fights Whitaker or he gets an automatic rematch and then they he wins and then they do it a third time, you know, at the end of next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be their fourth fight. In not in the UFC though, not in the UFC, yeah. So, no, I'm saying three UFC fights, not I'm not counting their kickboxing days. Um, so well, I guess lo- it would actually be their fifth fight. I, I, I love Izzy, and I, yeah, and I'm not gonna hold his victory against him. Nope. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was quote unquote boring. Uh, I disagree, but we'll get to that. Same. And I know you don't think it was boring, but people nope. do, yeah. I, and I, I was at Yoel Romero, it was not as boring as that shit right so uh the the thing for me is uh they were walking out before the fight was over which means they're not stopping at the booth like to buy yeah, merch that, they're that going to their strange, car especially right? in vegas right they're going to the car they're going to the leave they're going to the strip you know they're they're yeah. going to something else more interesting yeah wherein like when we were in anaheim 
people clog the booths to buy more shit and empty them out afterwards. Nobody, nobody moved during the main event. Nobody. Yeah. So for me, but here's the thing though, even though it weirdly turned into a grappling match, when Francis is in there, you mm-hmm. don't want to leave because you don't want to be the guy who walked out of a life-changing knockout. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think is if the perception of Adesanya right now is that he's boring to the casual, yeah. uh, but he's approaching that Silva level of greatness. Mm, and, and, uh, and Approaching? Approaching, yeah. You'd have to really break down the level of their competition, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would put the variety in there as uh for silva's numbers he just got so many different people that's fair uh uh jones i wouldn't compare him to i mean jones has fought so many generations of people and beat them yeah uh but if alex behater comes in and finishes adesanya again then you have a very exciting middleweight champion i don't think it's any problem that his english is not very good because Anderson Silva's wasn't for a long time, and he sounds like a cartoon character. Ah, uh, yes. So yes, I think does. Alex Pereira is going to be fine. Okay. Um, and I think it would maybe be better for the UFC in 2023 if Alex Pereira is the champion for that reason. And let let Israel uh, either try and get it back or move up. You know, he he maybe it's time for him to move up. He Who he knows? can't move up. He shouldn't. Um, he he's not physically big enough. It's mm-hmm. so I could see Pajeda taking the belt and immediately moving on up and challenging Yuri. Now that he looks like a guy who could who mm-hmm. could move up, and I think Yuri has a real problem on his hands with Alex Pajeda. Same. Um, now Same. it is interesting. Would we think this if we didn't know that Pajeda had beat Stylebender twice? That's hard to say because Pajeda would never have had the Sean Strickland fight if he hadn't. So. I don't think we would accept that Israel Adesanya lost the first fight in a decision that was close. So you, and the second fight, he was clearly winning okay. and got caught. So you, I was not aware of that. You told me that on Saturday during the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more. So you're saying questionable decision. Yeah. Okay. And that's, would, is that a widely thought thing? It is. Okay. If I recall correctly, primarily because it seemed to that Adesanya scored a lot more. Okay. But Pajeda scored a lot better. You know, uh, not, kind of okay. that same thing. Okay. Uh, and in the second fight, uh, Pajeda either was knocked down once in the first round okay. or outstruck by easily double or triple. Okay. And uh, Izzy was mid throwing punch, uh, mid throwing a kick, uh-huh. and you know just halfway through that kick, that same left hook that yeah. he killed Strickland with, yeah. is what he got <laughs> yeah. is what he got Izzy with. Exact okay. same thing. Well, if he hits anyone with that left hook, it's over. Absolutely. So and, okay, and I'm. I think, I have seen that highlight, but I did not know the backstory of yeah. those fights. If I if I'm in Vegas or if I'm in a state where sports betting is legal, um, uh, for for when they fight, uh, I'm taking a prop on Alex by to finish, mm-hmm. and I'm taking a prop, uh, <laughs> probably going to hedge it on a split for Izzy. Okay. Because I think that that will be enormous. I think that'll be like a plus 
2000 probably yeah first but there could very easily just be a technical kickboxing bout that goes to decision so yes it could and i i I don't trust ufc judges or mma judges to get mm -hmm. that correct so pajeda could win that way and then you have the whole the judges got it wrong narrative stylebender could run with there's all kinds of ways it could go yeah it's a little pro wrestling but what can you do that is a fight where have you ever been to a live kickboxing tournament no but i would love to so highly recommend it did i did go to a bellator kickboxing tournament back when they did that uh it's exciting for that in ganu uh in ganu serial reason of somebody's life could change in a moment yes but it can be boring because you get two counter strikers Mm -hmm. and it's it's a chess match except very much so i have seen people do some kickbox sparring some muay thai sparring anyway some some very serious sparring mind you um in person and it is frightening it is because you you know what can i i didn't see anyone take a super hard punch or anything but i i have been there for that like guys who actually do fight in regional circuits um sparring Mm -hmm. and it, it intense totally intense camping level intense yes that's right thanks for that rant on uh on uh strickland pajeda with me the um well i mean it really it's really not a good look for our boy sam because sean is not going to be the middleweight champion and i don't think he's even close no not after that and then i feel like if he hears me say that he's going to come try to fuck me up which not i shouldn't say try he will come beat the shit out of me hey um, come on the pretty neat podcast first we'll give you his i'd address. love to talk to him honestly i i, I think he has the tools <laughs> I to beat too. anybody i just the the game plan to stand right in front of him like that is it's like hey i i i have a king cobra in my backyard i have to deal with that's cool i'm going to get right in front of it and uh it strikes so fast i can't see it but you know yep and let's actually, no i'm not gonna approach it from behind or the side or anything no nope. right? i'm just gonna nope. go right yeah not gonna use a like an eight foot spade shovel no, or anything not at all no <laughs> no i have this spatula yes. let's lead this right into israel adesanya though and okay. cannoneer just because it's the middleweight we're talking about it Mm-hmm. I mean, he dominated Cannoneer. There's yeah, sure did. Not much to say. Cannoneer nope. couldn't solve the puzzle. Nobody um, thought he could. Nobody thought he except, could. Except our boy. What, what's his tag? The Elite Savage. The hey, you you had called the Flash KO. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that what he's called? The Elite Savage. Yes. Yeah. Um, shout out to him, but not shout out to the Jared Cannoneer Flash KO. That's a. That's yeah. A, not the only person that thought it. I had okay. a I had a DraftKings line just with that one as well. Uh-huh. Uh didn't pan out. No. But um oh well. Hey, good luck to both of them on their future fights. I guess I guess they know what we think of Izzy. I don't know what you do with Canada here. I suppose the easy thing to do is have him fight Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Or Whitaker had a fight lined up or is he, supposed, he was supposed to fight in Paris, right? Marvin Vittori. Then maybe Cannonier fights the the. I'd like to see the uh, winner of that or the loser. I don't. I don't really care. Um, yeah, we. I think that really kind of contender slots. 
are kind of on hold until we figure out who is the champion. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not an impossibility, right? We saw this with heavyweight uh, very recently where the next three middleweight title fights could be between the same two guys. We saw DC Cormier, DC Cormier. We saw DC, I sound like DC. We saw DC and <laughs> Stipe three times in a row and nobody else fought for heavyweight, the heavyweight title before then. It, actually, maybe that's not true. Uh, DC did defend it once, didn't he? Or was that a light heavyweight? That was the light heavy. Okay, yeah, he he... If I'm not mistaken, we'd have to look it up. It doesn't really matter. We saw them three times and really nobody else was in the discussion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. This this might be that thing where it, where the top we, we might be looking at that. The 10 to like slots three to ten have to kind of sort some shit out, I think. Or because I mean Whitaker's clearly at the top. Or the the but we again. We know what's going to happen if Whitaker gets in there with Stavender again. We know. Mm-hmm. So really what we could end up seeing is everybody not named Alex Pajeda waiting for 18 months. <laughs> That's so, true. Now I want to touch on whether or not Adesanya is boring. So um, I like to compare stuff to other sports. Saying he's boring is like saying watching a pitcher throw seven or eight innings of one run four hit <laughs> seven eight strikeout baseball not 15 strikeout not 13 strikeout because that's exciting yeah. but seven eight strikeouts four five hits he allowed a run maybe he walks a guy probably not though mm-hmm. and he just does that every single time he takes the ball that's like saying that's boring and that if you think boring. that's if you think that's boring, then you're not actually a baseball fan, and yep. that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. If you watch UFC to see the knockouts and the crazy submissions, I get it. Mm-hmm. But Adesanya is—he's an artist, I man. I don't. He is an artist. I don't know who the the current pitcher to compare him with would be in baseball. I, sh- I should have thought about that a little deeper, but. If you can't appreciate, okay, so last Monday I went to the Angel White Sox game, mm-hmm. and I'm not comparing Noah Syndergaard, who's a pitcher for the Angels and pitched for the Mets for a long time, mm-hmm. to Adesanya as far as the accomplishments they both had. But I think he pitched six innings, maybe seven. He had like seven strikeouts. He allowed like four hits. He worked pretty quickly. He, you know, nothing, nothing. He wasn't throwing 101. He was throwing 95, 96. 94 sometimes if you don't enjoy that you're not a baseball fan again it's fine but not every player shoots threes like steph curry sure it doesn't mean the basketball is not good it just means that he's the one guy that does that so there's not going to be a a francis and gunner knockout in every title fight and adesanya it's coming is going to catch someone with a head kick or something and fracture their orbital bone or some shit like that like that's not out of the question but i think the flack came from his own build-up that he was gonna put on a performance and, and yeah show I, the world something they've never seen put on a performance though to not his something we've never seen sure. but he put on a performance and part of the reason he's boring is because nobody has been close to beating him yeah part of his game is nullification 
it, it's like saying Floyd Mayweather is boring. Yeah. Not yeah. If you don't think appreciate it, advanced head movement, it's that line between a casual and a fan. Yeah, uh, you know, and maybe a hobbyist, right? Is that the casuals? That was boring. I got. I went on Facebook. Yeah, like maybe you, you don't know? know that there's a fight night on Saturday, but you know the big numbered cards, like that sort of thing. Exactly. They're yeah. the ones who showed up during the main card <laughs> mm-hmm. if they had tickets. Exactly. Anyway, fuck those people for leaving. I value every moment in that arena. Yeah, yeah. And uh, having only been to one in person with plans to go to many more, I mm-hmm. that's a that's a uh, there's only so many of those you get to really be there for, right? So yeah, leaving early is a is a strange choice. It really is. And especially especially when you're in Vegas during International Fight Week. It's not like stuff is going to close in 30 minutes and you have to rush out. No. No. Uh, So, whatever to them. Anyway, the other main event, which Mm -hmm. also went to decision, was for featherweight gold. Volkanovski Holloway. I mean, we we called Volkanovski in this fight, but we called it for a finish, and uh, he might as well have. <laughs> yeah, poor Max, man. Does that show how good Volk is, or how yep. Max is deteriorating, or both? So you know, I think he's slowing down a little bit myself. I, I don't know enough to say whether he is or isn't. Here's how I'll answer that question: <clears throat> There are a few guys. In the UFC, Max Holloway is one of them, where I was not as sort of locked into it as I am now to appreciate, not appreciate, that's not the right word, to really have, I don't have firsthand memory of Max Holloway being awesome. Okay. Okay. Um if I'm looking at his fight and and let me try to explain that a little better. So the first fight I remember truly sitting and watching him was Brian Ortega back in 2018. Okay. Yeah. He was much better than Ortega on that night. Legend his face. Yep. Much better. Um, I don't remember him fighting Dustin Poirier. I don't remember him fighting Frankie Edgar. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he fights Volkanovski twice, loses both times. He fights Calvin Cater and Yair Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Beat the shit out of both of them. Yeah, but neither one was a stoppage. Should have been. Maybe. (laughs) Both of them. Maybe, yeah. Look, who who am I? Of course, right? I'm the guy (laughs) who wants every fight stopped 10 seconds in. (laughs) Um, Can't you see what's coming? He hasn't even landed yet, but he's gonna. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't have the Max Holloway adoration that a lot of people seem to. Um, okay. That's fair. Does that make sense? Like I, I'm not trying to, that's why I think I was saying a couple weeks ago, like, let's just turn the page on him. Um, and his losses are, I mean, he lost to Dustin Poirier for no, the No, he life. beat Dustin Poirier. Uh, he beat him at featherweight. Yeah, but he lost to him for the middle for the lightweight interim belt. That's one of the seven losses. Was that that fight? Mm-hmm. 
three of those losses of his seven are, are you all sure? to Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin won the interim belt off Holloway. Is that when when Dustin oh. threw it on the ground and said, I want the real one? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I think that was against Dan Hooker. Uh, he didn't win the belt off Dan Hooker. I am positive. Holloway versus Poirier, too. This does not say for the title. It doesn't really matter. Continue. Hey. Uh, but hey, this put no. He did not fight. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Lightweight interim belt. You're right. Yeah, but Volkanovski put a stamp on some of his greatness with this one too. I gotta say, I don't know. Yes, how a Volkanovski Oliveira fight would go, and that says a lot for how big of a difference in size we, they are. We do know how it would go. Um, <laughs> that to me, the Max Holloway discussion is not the discussion to have. The discussion to have is about Volk and how fucking good he is yep and the the chasm between the two of them was so evident there is there is there is nothing max holloway can do nothing there's nothing brian ortega can do there's nothing josh emmett can do there's nothing yair calvin cater arnett allen chan sung jung chikadze bryce mitchell there's nothing any of these guys can do nope which is why he is probably weirdly positioned to defend two belts at a time in a way that almost no one else is because nobody at featherweight can challenge him all he's got to do is make the weight and if he does it's over mm-hmm. he is so much better yep than everybody else mm-hmm. so let's i don't want to i don't want I don't, not just you and me i don't think anyone should lose the should lose that in the max holloway discussion Mm-mm. No. Maybe Holloway should, if Brian Ortega can win his next fight, maybe he should fight Holloway again if Holloway's going to stay at featherweight. Holloway at lightweight just doesn't work. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea to see Holloway rematch somebody he's beaten yeah. at this point. Because that's how you can assess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a lot about Brian. Well, we're going to learn about Brian Ortega either way, right? But We are. And Volk, I, I have... All Is that ad- this week, Brian? No, that's next week, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I have all the hope in the world for for Volkanovski and his reign. I mean, he's he's um he's not Kamaru pound for pound yet. He's no. close. No, a couple fights, two, three, and of course Kamaru has to fight maybe once. Fall there. off a cliff, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, uh, but he's, two, he's two four. The- I hate the fights away. I hate the pound for pound argument. I I really do hate the pound for pound argument because there's it's one of two guys, and it's one of them is not currently in the pound for pound ranking, the other one is ranked 11. So, in the pound for pound ranking, the fact that Max Holloway is three spots above John Jones in the Max in the men pound for pound ranking is fucking ridiculous. And I take that back, Francis is ranked because John has to fight. I know he does, but you're telling me that Max Holloway is three full fighters better than John Jones at any weight class? That's absurd. That's absurd. It's pretty absurd. And furthermore, I don't like the pound for pound argument because Mm -hmm. theoretically pound for pound doesn't matter because Francis would actually kill some of these guys (laughs) if he hit them. And I think John is the only guy with a prayer at beating him. Except maybe, except maybe I take that back. Uh, I actually do think there's a version of uh, Cyril that can beat him. Um, yeah. 
having said that, let me let me Cyril also not ranked in men's pound for pound, which is bizarre. Um, yeah. Robert Whitaker is ranked and Cyril Gone is not. That makes no sense to me. Anyway, um, yeah. The the thing with Volkanovsky though, if we're gonna stick to the concept of pound for pound, over the argument you could make for him over Kamara right now, and I'm not saying you should, but you could, is there's no Hamzat in the featherweight division that's true and nobody would be shocked if Hamzat beat Kamaro I don't think he will but people do so (laughs) I don't think he will either so but would you be like shocked would you fall out of your chair if he did no no so anyway yeah (laughs) what are we gonna do if he goes to lightweight I don't see how he can beat Charles Oliveira Yeah, I I could, but I I <laughs> I think uh, Oliveira's set for a while. I mean, he's just got so much up there, and I think that anything he does is going to be a money fight. But well, his next one's going to be for the vacant belt. Mm-hmm. And there's talks. I mean, he wants. <laughs> He's calling out Connor, not because he thinks Connor deserves it, but because he thinks he wants he, the money. He wants the money, period. Yeah. And he deserves it. Mm-hmm. And if he gives him that fight for that reason, I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Volkanovsky is going to do some damage. Tasmanian devil looking motherfucker. Fucking love him. Alex Volkanovsky, come on the Pretty Duke podcast. Please do. Yeah. Did we already talk Dom Dumb things? We mentioned it. Was it the eye? No, it's Kayla Harrison. Ah, do you want to look at it? Dom Dom special. Dom. <laughs> so making headlines this week, Kayla Harrison. Uh, this is going to shock you. She won her fight. Mm-hmm. She did in PFL, which was on July sixth. No, mm-hmm. that's not right. That that was yesterday, which was on July first. First, yes, Friday, July first. Yeah, she fought Caitlin Young. Um, that fight lasted two minutes and thirty five seconds. Kayla Harrison stopped her. Mm-hmm. Um, she is two and zero in the PFL now. Before any bonuses or sponsor payouts or pay-per-view points which is silly because pfl is not a pay-per-view um her disclosed payout was half a million dollars yeah so let's break this down right so people will say oh she made half a million dollars for two minutes and 35 seconds worth of work that's not correct because she had to put in hours and hours and hours and six if not seven days a week of hard training to be ready for that fight Mm -hmm. but (laughs) that's why she didn't go to the ufc yeah a hundred percent i didn't realize pfl's payouts were that high yeah um i know you know she gets the million dollar bonus for winning the whole thing which she's gonna get unless something crazy happens Mm -hmm. but she made a you know how many people so many people don't make a half a million dollars for 10 years worth of work. I would be shocked if, if only the main events 
at UFC 276 got close to that for a win. Yeah. So was that her? Was that a flat for her? Was it yep. win? No, no win bonus. No win um, bonus. <laughs> Makes sense. So at think one, about that though. That's fucking how many, nuts. How many people work hard 40 hours a week plus and they make about 50 grand a year? And if you do, if you do in most places in this country, maybe not right now with the way inflation is, but in general, the last 10 years, okay, that's not a terrible living. Mm-hmm. Well, th- they would have to work for 10 years to make what she just made in one fight. And I'm not saying she's overpaid. She's dramatically underpaid. Well, I don't know. I'd have to see what PFL's like money generated <clears throat> numbers are. Like how much is PFL even a profitable company? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Right. I, I, the UFC is not giving her 500 grand to for one fight. No. Not even if she fought Amanda. Probably and not, not even with win bonuses and points. No, probably not. Not probably. And, and Can this, we find UFC 276 payouts? I'll look it up. You keep talking. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking to myself, too, is it's kind of like the golf you were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. That new organization, which I figured out what live stands for, by the way. What does it stand for? It's actually the Roman numeral for 54, which is uh, the amount of rounds or uh, holes they play. Gotcha. Okay. Well, for that, I, I mean, it just made me think about the UFC and if other fighters are going to see things like that and go, holy fuck, you know, is Jeremy okay. Stevens making more money at the in the PFL right now? Than he was in the UFC. That would be weird. So here is, at least according to this website, uh, and they are not disclosing where they found this information. Let's assume this website I'm looking at is correct. Oh, okay. total totalsportal.com. <laughs> um, They should fight, have disclosed the payouts. Fight book. I, isn't it based on the state they're in? Oh, shit, it might be. Um, okay, here we go. Promotional guidelines compliance payouts. Okay, so this is the same number that other site had. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Venom. Okay. Paid Glover 42 grand. They paid Yuri 32. Valentina got 42. Tyler Santos got 32. Zhang Wei Li, six grand. Joanna 11. That's wild. Jake Matthews got a cool 16. That's not bad. And everybody else, uh, Kyung Ho Kang got 11,000. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is somewhere between four and 6,000. That's the promoter's purse. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the Venom payout, the merch payout. Ah. Um, this also says that in addition to the base pay, UFC fighters will receive per- perpetuity royalty payments in 20 to 30% of anything sold that bears their likeness. Okay, cool. Um, this other site has the total payout, which did mirror the number that at least the sponsorship payout. So Glover made 542,000 total. So 500,000 was his guarantee. Yiri mm-hmm. got 350 to show. He got an extra 100 to win. Valentina 
500 to show, 100 to win. So she actually made the most money on that card at $672,000. Now, think look and how that's, far she's come, though. She's so many defenses in. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So she made only relatively not that much more than Kayla. And mm-hmm. she's had to defend that belt a bunch of times. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I'm for the competition. I I, I like having UFC on every weekend. I love, yeah, me too. Sorry, I should say MMA, not UFC. Mm-hmm. Did that old slip. But uh, fuck, I'm... <laughs> that's nutty that's just nutty that is just nutty hey i hope they get paid more soon what are you gonna do it's just it's just what possible motivation would kayla have to to jump <laughs> over to the ufc ownership stake <laughs> well they're that's not going to give her that so nope. so it ain't gonna happen <laughs> Oh boy, that was a good re recap. It was, and a good Dom Dome. Thanks. Let's uh, let's breeze through these picks because we don't even really have to pick much. There's not too much going on. Well, you know what I find most interesting about this fight night? What's that? <laughs> we have both a Shevchenko and a Nunez fighting. It's just not the ones you're expecting. Yeah, and the Nurmagomedov as well. <laughs> And Saeed Nurmagomedov, that's right. <laughs> yes. Let's let's talk about it. And now it's time for the Pretty Me Podcast Picks. Yeah. Fucking love the Pretty Me Podcast Picks. Some would say it's their favorite segment. Yeah. It would be if you actually listened to us last week. But if you mm-hmm. listen to us in any of the years worth of episodes prior to that, you'd be sorely disappointed. That is very and true. Sorely hurt in your bank account. Anyway, UFC fight night, Dos Anjos versus Fiziev. Rafael mm-hmm. Fiziev, I think is how you pronounce it. Yes. Uh, exciting, exciting light mate, lightweight match, I'd say. Uh, and a, a fairly fun card. These fight white nights have been sleepers. Um, uh, I'll probably I'll probably catch it this weekend. I imagine I will as well. Um, we got some name champs on here too. Definitely. Um, Garrett Armfield appears mm. to be making his professional at least UFC debut. Ricky Turquois. <laughs> Ricky uh, Turquois. Jamie, the- that's a bunch of malarkey. Yep. Um, Chase Sherman, the real name champ. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ricky Turquois is fun. He's the ultimate fighter winner mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, kind of out there personality. Really fun to watch, though. Yeah. And, and he's he's fighting uh, Eamon Zahabi, though. Faraz Zahabi's brother. Okay. Um, who had a great return to the octagon. He's had a lot of injury problems, uh, but he won by knockout in the first round in his last fight. Um, so it was cool to see him, see him win. Um, not really a prospect in my opinion. I think Ricky should dominate this fight, but Hey, we'll see what happens. The hobby's just so good at what he does. Entering measuring, interesting measuring stick for Ricky. Yeah, very much so. What do you think about the, um, Antonina Shevchenko, Courtney Casey fight? 
I don't have much of an opinion on it at all. I don't really either. So, <laughs> the main card. I don't have much of an opinion on it at all. I don't really either. So. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Hundred percent true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does. Bring-